the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. So when these masters of this young girl found out that we can't make any more money off of her, we can't exploit her demonic possession anymore. I'm trying to talk to you because that's all some folk are doing. They're exploiting your demonic influence. They're exploiting the demonic powers of those who are unsaved. And so when they could no longer make a profit, they got mad. So I'm just warning you, one of the consequences of claiming your community is you might make some business people mad. And so they dragged them to the magistrates, took them down to the magistrates, said to them, these These Jews are exceedingly troubling our community. They're stirring up mess. So you might get met by some demonic opposition. You might make some business owners mad. But thirdly, um, be ready to face some manufactured charges. Folk going to trump up some charges on you. These guys, these Jews are troubling our city. No, we're claiming it for Christ. That's what, we, that's what we're doing. We're not, we're not troubling them. We're trying to fix it. We're claiming it for Christ. These guys are troubling the city. Verse number uh, 19, 20. And, and they teach customs which are, are unlawful for us. Being Romans to receive or even observe. We can't do this stuff as Romans. They put their Roman citizenship above their divine opportunity for kingship. I'm, Lord have mercy. And, and, oh, I don't have time. Um, but watch this. So, so, so they say these guys, they, they've trumped up the charges. And so after they trumped up the charges, then, then they're going to they gonna beat them. And they said they're, they're, they're messing us up and they're calling us to do things we shouldn't do. And then the multitude rose up. Uh, together against them and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. Lord, have mercy. Why? Because they dared to claim the community that they found themselves in. Lord, have mercy. They dared to let Christ reign. They dared to make Christ known. And so uh, they're having charges trumped up against them. And then watch this. Another consequence you may encounter if you begin to claim your community corridor for Christ is that you might have uh, some, some mistreatment. You, you might get mistreated. They, I hope they don't beat you, but they, they just might. Uh, but they, they beat them. But watch this. They not only mistreated them, but they moved them into position for God's plan. This is the great thing about walking and living for God and filling, fulfilling God's purpose. 
even in trouble, God will take care of you. Lord, have mercy. Remember, Paul and Silas have been called to Macedonia to share the gospel in Macedonia. They don't know exactly. They didn't get, they didn't get a, a, a five-point presentation as to how exactly it was going to be. They didn't have a strategic plan analysis that was done by some marketing uh, team. No, they went in the power of God to do the will of God, the work of God, not knowing what they were going to run into. But watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, when, I, when I was reading through this, uh, this whole story, because as I read through uh, the story, it says they, 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 they took them, they beat them and after they beat them with rods and when they had laid many stripes on them they threw them into prison commanding the jailer to keep them securely don't let them get out having received that charge the jailer not only took them in prison but he took them into the inner prison and he fastened them uh, their their feet with stocks to the to the to the ground or out of the wall if you will and so they, 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 he, the jailer has now taken them into prison, put them into the inner prison to make sure they can't get out. Solitary confinement, if you will. And then chain them down, chain the ankles down so y'all ain't going nowhere. We got you. How dare you come into our community and share the gospel? How dare you come in here troubling us? What it reminded me of is that when you go through some troubles, God will still put you in position. Lord, have mercy. This reminded me of the story of Joseph because Joseph was one whom God had given vision to. Joseph had, had been given vision what was going to happen and what was going to transpire with his life. And when Joseph began to live out and to try to uh, claim his inheritance that, that God had given him, Joseph went through some of the same stuff. He, he faced some demonic opposition. His demonic opposition came from his own brothers. Lord, have mercy. His, his own brothers, they met him with opposition. He, he faced some manufactured charges. You think you, all that, you think you're going to take over. You're going to be over. And so they, they, they threw him in, in the hole. And, and then they sold him into slavery. And then they, they mistreated him. And his own brothers mistreated him and, and sold him into slavery. And sent them to, 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 to send him off as a slave. And then watch this. But watch what God will do. And then God took him to Potiphar's house. And even in Potiphar's house, because watch this, when you're on assignment for God, you don't forget what your assignment is. You don't get up in Potiphar's house and forget that you're on assignment, <laughs> Lord have mercy, to be the one that your brothers are going to bow down to. And so he never forgot what he was there for. He didn't get caught up into the Potiphar scenario. But guess what? Because he kept living for God, he again faced some trumped up charges because he wouldn't lay with Potiphar's wife. And Potiphar's wife, watch this, she, she laid some false charges on him and then he got thrown in prison too. I'm trying to help somebody. Sometimes on your way to claiming your corridor, some folk are going or not like what you're doing, they'll trump up some charges on you and they might find yourself in prison and watch this, but don't get annoyed that you're in prison because God works some awesome miracles up out of prison. All he's doing is moving you into position to fulfill what he had for you to do. So here is, here is, here is uh, Paul and Silas now they're in prison. While they're in prison, trying to claim their community corridor for Christ. <laughs> the consequences we looked at. But secondly, if you're going to claim your community corridor for Christ, I need you to understand you need to be committed to it. There needs to be commitment to claiming your community corridor. Your commitment to claiming your community corridor cannot stop when adversity rises up. 
Paul and Silas could have said, my God, we came over here to share the gospel. We came over here to preach. It was our plan. We thought we was going to have a pulpit in the, in the sanctuary, and we thought we were going to be able to stand up there, and everybody was going to listen to us, and we were going to preach the gospel, and, and, and everybody's going to, you know, all that. They could have had that thought in mind. Because now look at us. We're in prison. Woe is me. They could have went on the woe is me wagon. They could have cried and, and sobbed and, and thought everything was unfair. But guess what? They were committed to what God called them to. God called them to claim this community for his namesake. Watch this. And so in prison, what do they do? Look at verse number 25. In prison, what do they do? Because their commitment, their commitment leads them to do what first? At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. Stop right there, stop right there, stop right there. Remember what it was they were on their way to do when the demon showed up? The demon came and interrupted their prayer time by hollering and screaming and following them around, but they, did, they were not thwarted. Their, their plan was not thrown aside. They continued to com- be committed to what they had to do. So they go back to prayer. They go watch this, in prison at midnight when everybody else ought to be asleep. In prison at midnight, they start praying. Lord, have mercy. And not only are they praying, but the Bible says they're praying and singing hymns. Lord, have mercy. If you're going to be committed to claiming your corridor, your community corridor for Christ, you've got to have some commitment to prayer and worship. Lord, have mercy. These guys are worshiping at midnight. I know midnight ain't the right time. I know it's got to be 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning for you to worship. But no, if you're going to claim your corridor, you've got to understand that I need to get into the presence of God. Help me, Lord. And if you can get into the presence of God in your prayer and you get to talking to the Lord, then guess what? God get to talking to you and you can't help yourself. Hymn's going to break out. You're going to start singing. You're going to start worshiping. And these guys start singing and worshiping worshiping while they're in prison, while they're locked up. They're not just in prison. They're in the inner prison. They're in solitary confinement and their feet are shackled to the floor. Lord, have mercy. You, they got all the reasons why not to go to church, but they, they, they say we ain't going to church. We are the church. And so we're going to worship right here. Lord, have mercy. If you're going to claim that corridor for Christ, you need to know where the church is. Lord, have mercy. The church is in you. You are the temple of the living God. He's inside of you. And so they began to worship. They began to pray They at midnight. And the Bible says that everybody in prison heard them. Here they are in prison. The thought is we're going to Macedonia and We're going to claim Macedonia, but they didn't know that the claiming of Macedonia would start in claiming the community of the prison. Help me, Lord. Sometimes you've got to realize that before you can claim what's out there, you need to claim where you are. You need to claim the community that you're in. Even though it might be an adverse community, even though it might be a community where you're getting, you getting a fussed at every day or where you've been mistreated every day. Or maybe a community where it's prison, where you're in solitary confinement. And they begin claiming the community of the prison. Because while they're there worshiping, while they're there praying, everybody in the prison can hear them. And they're listening to them. And somewhere along the way, watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk you through this. It says, suddenly, there was a great earthquake. Guess who heard their prayer and their worship? 
God responded to their worship. God responded to their prayer. Watch this. And when God responds, the earthquakes and everybody's prison door opened up. And everybody's chains fell off. Lord have mercy. Because when you're in prayer and when you're in worship and when you're committed to the the assignment of claiming your community, God will respond even when you can't do it. He will do it. And I'm trying to help somebody understand. All you got to do is walk in what God called you to walk in. He'll take care of removing the chains because he's capable of setting all the captives free. He can, he, can set, he can release the chains and the bondages of every person that you come in contact with, if you're willing to claim that community for him. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? Even that next door neighbor who's always having parties, always drunk, always fussing, always complaining, always letting their dog come over to your house, won't pick up their poop. Or even that one that you... You, 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 you thinking, is the Lord ever going to get a hold of you? He can get a hold of him too. He can set him free too. Now, here's the interesting thing in this text. As I was reading through the text, it says, everybody's chains were loose. Everybody's chains were loose. Everyone in the prisons, chains were loose. Everybody got set free. Ed, y'all see that? Everybody in the no only people that was praying and singing hymns was Paul and Silas, but the earthquake and everybody else got set free. Lord have mercy, and everybody's chains, Lord, everybody's chains got loose. Everybody's addictions got loose. Everybody's problems got loose. Everybody got set free because they were listening. Help me, Lord. Everybody got set free because they heard the word of God, and everybody heard the worship of these two guys in prison in solitary confinement because they were committed to claiming the corridor for Christ. Everybody. Now, the text doesn't say that they shared the gospel. They didn't give a a Romans Road presentation or any of that. Watch this. But the text says everybody, chains were loose. Physically, everybody's chains are loose. Now, I'm going to believe, and I'll show you in just a moment, not only were their physical chains loose, but their spiritual chains were loose too. Watch this. So so, so nearly the whole community now has been, been released after God responds. The last thing I want you to see is that if you're claiming, when you claim your community corridor for Christ, there's the contagious power that comes along with it. There's contagious power to claiming your corridor for Christ. You go in to do one thing, but the power of God begins to do a whole lot more. Watch this. It's contagious. They're claiming, and you're claiming every corridor for Christ. Verse 27 says, as they were, as they were going through all this, the keeper of the prison, he woke up from his sleep. Listen. Some folk going to wake up from their sleeping places when you begin claiming the corridor of your community. You know why they're sleeping? Because they don't believe that it's ever going to change. They don't believe that the people in that community are ever going to get saved. 
They don't believe the people in that community are ever going to get loose. They don't believe that the people in this prison are ever going to get out. And so that's why the jailer was able to go to sleep because he felt like everything was locked down. He probably checked and double checked, did his round. And then he said, everybody's locked in. Can't nobody get out of this. And that's how the demon is floating around watching how he got folk locked up, how he got people in bondage, how he's got people addicted, how he's got people mad at one another, how he's got people hating the church, how he's got people. He says, I got them all. They locked down. Ain't nothing me to worry about so I'm going to sleep but when you begin claiming your corridor them folks gonna have to wake up because they're gonna realize something has happened the earth is quaking the jailer wakes up he pops up and he realizes all the prison doors are open y'all see that and it says supposing that they had fled he drew his sword because he knew if all of these prisoners have gotten loose, it's all on me and they're going to kill me anyway. So I might as well kill myself. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Why do all the people stay there in prison? Watch this. If it was just physical release that was happening, everybody would have broke Western and took off. Everybody would have got up out of there. I mean, if you had a life sentence and you was locked up in prison and all of a sudden an earthquake happened and all the doors opened up and the guard is asleep, you're going to run as fast as you can to get out of this place. Help me, Lord Jesus. But I believe that it wasn't just a physical release that happened. I believe that spiritual release happened. And therefore, instead of them running, they were interested in making sure that not only were they saved, but they wanted to make sure that the jailer got the good news too. So they stayed around to make sure that he gets the good news too. And Paul says, hold on. Don't kill yourself. He says, we are all still here. Lord, have mercy. See, when you start claiming your cord over Christ, that joint is contagious. I mean, it starts to spread. And then, then the word keeps spreading and people, more and more and more people begin to get saved. I'm of the strong opinion that most of our churches in the United States of America are doing very little to claim the communities that they're in. We're, there's very little happening about reaching the laws. In fact, if you evaluate church growth, even our own church growth, the majority of church growth ain't new people coming to Christ. The majority of church growth is just transfer membership. In other words, you just move from one church to another church to another church. And so some of us on three or four churches rose because you never told them you left. Amen. Call them up tonight. Tell them. Leave them an email, text message, something. Tell them I'm gone. I'm at another church now. So they still counting you, thinking you still there. and You just haven't shown up in the last five years. And now you're on your third church. So watch this. We need to get more involved in reaching our community with the gospel. There is a great sense of lostness all around us. There are enough unsaved people around us to fill up every church in this community. I mean, to pack out every church in this community. And still, we would need more buildings to put the unsaved in. We don't need to fight for members. We need to fight for Christ. Y'all still here? We need to claim those corridors. And when we start claiming those corridors, it's contagious. After seeing that everybody is still there, the jailer says, 
what must I do to be saved? I believe he says that because everybody in prison just got saved. And I don't want to be the only one that ain't saved. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? When you start claiming your community for Christ and everybody around starts getting saved, you make it uncomfortable for the unsaved folk. And I believe that as we begin to claim the community around us, even this corridor of Upper Marlboro, we'll make it uncomfortable for an unsaved person to even want to pass through here. So no, I don't think I want to pass through there. That's where all the saved folk are. That's where all the righteous people are. Everybody down there getting saved. I'm, I'm uncomfortable living in that community. So some folk going to set me to sell their houses. I'm, I'm selling my house because I know them Christians coming to knock on my door and tell me about Jesus again. They praying for me. I don't even want them praying for me. They gone. So they want to leave. Make it uncomfortable for them, for the unsaved to be in the community, but welcome them to a place, not a building, but to a place in life where they can have everlasting life where they can have peace of mind, where they can have the spirit of God living inside of them. Y'all still here with me? And so watch this. So not only does the jailer get saved, but the Bible says he takes them home. And then the gospel gets shared with his whole family. And then his whole family gets saved. And at midnight, somewhere in the wee hours of the morning, Paul and Silas are baptizing the jailer and his whole family. Because they dared to claim their community for Christ. It's contagious. Prisoners got saved. Jailer got saved. Jailer's family got saved. And guess what? The gospel just keeps spreading. Because they dared to claim their community for Christ. You've got communities that you circle in. You've got a community on your job. You got a community of friends. You got a community of your neighborhood. Why not make it up in your mind, Katherine, that I'm going to claim that corridor for Christ. Even if I have to deal with the consequences, I'm going to be committed to claiming that corridor of my community for Christ. Because I realize it's contagious. Amen. Father in heaven, let your word stand strong today in the lives of your people. Move us from the pew to the streets. Move us from silence to sounding off the name of Christ in every place that we go. God, if we don't tell them, how will they know? And so we need to share the good news of Jesus Christ wherever we go in the communities that we flow in and we move in. The, the, the great commission must be fulfilled in us. We are the ambassadors of the kingdom of God. We are the ones you've chosen to use for your glory and for your honor. So, Spirit of the living God, it's my prayer that you would move on the hearts of those that are even here today. That they would desire and be committed to claiming the corridors of their community. Let it start with prayer, God. Let it start with prayer and worship. That they might get in touch with you. That the power in you might be stirred up in them. That they might walk forward with confidence to declare the good news. That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And that no one can come to the Father except through him. You died on that cross to make sure that we all could have everlasting life. We couldn't save ourselves. So you died in our place. You shed your precious blood that all of our sin might be washed away. And all you ask of us 
is now to surrender to you. So, Spirit of the Lord, I'm praying that if there's one here in this sanctuary, if there's one viewing via live stream, if there's one listening through the radio, XM radio, FM radio, if there's one, God, who's picking us up across the world, who's watching and witnessing God, and they, and they have not been claimed for you, we want to claim them today. That they too might come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, that their life might be changed, that their eternal destiny might be secure in you. So, Spirit of the Lord, have your way. And we'll give your name all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. What is in Jesus' name we pray. And we look forward with expectation of what you shall do. Amen. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-574-3515. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Here I stand. I can do no other. Theater critics rave Martin Luther on trial. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.